At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Avari here at the VEASAN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook with Wes Reynolds with lots of NBA playoffs to talk about. Of course, we'll get into the NHL playoffs a little bit later on as well. But let's kick things off with the Nuggets and the Trailblazers. In a game six here, Blazers, the four and a half point favorite, total sitting around 227 and a half. That one getting underway at 8, 10 p.m. Eastern. The Nuggets won a double overtime thriller, as we remember, that huge 55-point game from Dame Lillard, but it just wasn't enough in Game 5. The Nuggets took it. They lead that series 3-2. to two. In their three wins, though, the Nuggets have scored over 120 points, so 120 or more points in those wins. Uh, and, of course, in Game 5, Dame Lillard scored 17 of his team's 19 points in overtime. Hopefully... He'll get a little bit more help from his team tonight. Who do you like tonight, Wes? Yeah, if I had to go with the side, I would go with the Portland Trailblazers here. But I think you're already kind of paying the tax here in a must-win spot to obviously survive and go to Mm -hmm. Game 7. So... I think the price is about right. Really no value in the number, and you're not going to really get necessarily number value when you get this deep in the playoffs. But what I was looking at actually is more of the total at 228. I'm seeing out there at some places here at the South Point, some 227 and a halves out there as well. And that's what I like more in this game. I know it's kind of hard to make that bet when what we saw in the last game, it went over in regulation, then 147 to 140 in double overtime. Damian Lillard, of course, 55 points in a losing effort. But I think 
it's going to get a little tighter. And maybe if you don't want to do it pre-flop, you maybe could wait for an end game, even though I still like it at 228 to the under. Because I think if this is close late, Danielle, I do think you're going to see the possessions kind of extend a little bit on the time where mm-hmm. it's not as up and down. Obviously, it's an elimination game as on the Portland side. So that's where I think the scoring will kind of maybe decline later in the game. It'll slow down a bit. It's always a risk to take an under with Portland with their defense and whatnot but that's the direction I think I'm gonna go here I just uh I think you're gonna see some adjustments to obviously Michael Malone has to do something with Damian Lillard and has to run multiple defenders against him yeah and really you know maybe mix in a double team at least every once in a while and make somebody else beat you don't let him be even though he wasn't able to get it done last time out you'd much rather maybe somebody like McCollum beat you or Nurkic beat you and that's going to be a key tonight too is Nurkic has to stay out of foul trouble we've talked about since he's been in when they try to match him up Terry Stotts tries to match his minutes up Mm -hmm. with Nikola Jokic the likely MVP and he's been pretty effective against Jokic but he wasn't last time out because he got in foul trouble so hence Jokic had a very big game and Damian Lillard had to try to carry it on his back wasn't able to get it done in double overtime but I'd be looking at the under here and uh, when we get into some props later there's a couple interesting ones I think for this game Okay, good tease of what's more to come. Nuggets minus 250 to win the series. Trailblazers sitting at 2-1, to one, that on DraftKings. Another game going on tonight, Suns at Lakers. Lakers a two-point favorite, uh, that one at 10.40 p.m. Eastern. In game five, Devin Booker for the Suns had 30 points uh, in only 33 minutes. He's averaging 26.2 points, 5.4 assists, and 5.2 rebounds per game. As Wes mentioned, we'll get into the props for this later on in the show. Chris Paul a questionable, a probable for the Suns, but maybe something going on with his shoulder. Anthony Davis also has the groin going on. Contavious Caldwell-Pope has that knee situation. Also listen as questionable alongside Anthony Davis. So game six here, Suns lead the series three to two. Which side do you like more tonight? Boy, I don't really know what to do with this one, to be honest <laughs> with you. I have not bet this. Maybe a couple props that we'll get into later, as I mentioned, but with Chris Paul, you don't know how effective he is going to be with this shoulder injury and right. obviously AD's status. LeBron really wasn't able to carry them offensively, and LeBron went ahead and took a powder in the locker room with about four minutes left. Didn't didn't want to treatment wa- treatment so so to speak. <laughs> yes, uh, but didn't want to take the beating or sit there and watch the rest of the beating that his team was taking. So you have Davis questionable, KCP also questionable. Paul is going to play, but how effective is he going to be, and are they going to have to have Cameron Payne have a big game and where they could close out the Los Angeles Lakers two two and a half you're kind of seeing you're not really seeing a ton of movement I would expect in an elimination scenario Lakers are going to get most of the money so the sports folks probably not only here in Vegas but across the country mm-hmm. are going to need the Phoenix Suns to go ahead and close this out and plus you can take out that future liability while you're at it so books are definitely going to be Suns fans tonight I would gather what do you gather about this 207 total lean to the under this has been mainly an under series so i don't see a reason to go against it but i think the number has been adjusted accordingly all right we'll break down the mlb the nhl the nba and more all right here on my guys in the desert
Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. Happy Thursday. Danielle Alvari here in the VSIN studio with Wes Reynolds. We're going to have a great show ahead of us. We'll have Derek Stevens and Mike Palm at the Circus Studio at the top of the next hour, as always on Thursdays. And later on, we'll also get to hear from Teddy Greenstein, senior editor of PointsBet. First things first, let's talk a little bit about last night's games because we had some clinching scenarios going on. The Hawks clinched their series with a win over the Knicks last night. Final score on that, 103-89. to And the Jazz also clinched their series versus the Grizzlies with a 126 to 110 win all three NBA teams that had a chance to clinch a series last night won by 14 or more points it's the first time three teams have clinched a series with double digit wins on the same day since May 1st 2003 the only team to win by single digits that day the Spurs remember them I almost forgot about them this year uh they went on to win the title that year so uh two clinching scenarios and both kind of anticlimactic, right? Yeah, we'll start with Washington and Philadelphia, and uh, really somebody had to carry the offensive load with Joel Embiid not playing, and it was the guy that we thought it was going to be when we talked about props yesterday. It was Seth Curry, actually. 30 points last night, 10 of 17 shooting. Ben Simmons with that double-double gave him 19 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, and right now Ben Simmons, kind of the ex-official point guard, if you want to say, for the Philadelphia 76ers as Mm. uh, Milton and Maxie, those guys play like some spot minutes off the bench so Ben Simmons did a good job of running that offense Tobias Harris with the big game 28 points and you just knew that the Wizards at some point were gonna run out of gas here they just don't have the defense to stop these guys game did go over the total but the Sixers I still think even giving up 112 played really good defense last night so now they are going to be moving on uh, into the next round to face the Atlanta Hawks and Mm -hmm. we'll transition to that Trey Young is kind of becoming I guess the modern day Reggie Miller if you saw some of those memes and some of those pictures on social media last night where you've got the whole swath of the garden crowd around him and Trey Young just kind of in the middle just smiling at him and you know saying hey you have a lot of shows here in New York City and somebody's got to close the show and took the bow and went ahead and as we see from ESPN stats and info joins Michael Jordan as the only visiting players with three straight 30 point games or more at Madison Square Garden in the playoffs mm-hmm. he even made Spike Lee take the train home early last <laughs> night and uh, Reggie Miller certainly gave him the business uh, thinking uh, 27 years ago I think almost to the day where, of course, Reggie and Spike had their infamous converse, confrontation, uh, rather, in <laughs> Madison Square Garden. Pacers, Knicks, great series. A lot of uh, good memories for those of us that were fans of those two teams in, in that era. The Hicks versus Knicks, as the New York Post famously called it, <laughs> that rivalry that emerged in the mid to late 90s. But Atlanta does advance. The series bet gets home for me. And now they're going to go to the second round. Good on Nate McMillan, who was cast off from the Pacers and kind of it was kind of a mutual divorce right last year I think with Nate McMillan and the Pacers so he takes the assistant job Lloyd Pierce gets fired earlier in the season and Nate McMillan now has him in the playoffs and I think when you look at the series price I'm seeing minus two dollars and then plus 155 on the Atlanta Hawks it might be books just kind of hedging their bets not really knowing where Embiid is going to be and you've actually seen I think a little bit of action on the Hawks because you're only seeing minus 180 kind of I'm looking at the market average here minus 180 minus 175 on the Philadelphia 76ers in the next round because we don't yet know Joel Embiid's status obviously when you have a meniscus tear Mm -hmm. this isn't something usually knee problems extend more than day to day even though I know that's what the Sixers kind of announced it as so I think 
think books are kind of trying to position themselves where they're not going to get totally exposed on one side. They can't put Philadelphia too high unless they know the status of Joel Embiid. Absolutely. So huge for the Sixers, huge question mark to see what's going to happen with Joel. Uh, also going on last night, the Mavs did win and cover versus the Clippers. They take a three to two series lead final score, 105 to 100. I think you and I both were kind of expecting the Clippers to win last night, but instead we we see the Mavs found a way to win. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't lay it because it was already taxed into the number at seven and a half. And they always say it's not a series in the playoffs until a team wins on the road, but maybe this isn't a series until it's team wins at home and holds serve and Dallas will have the opportunity to do that next time out. This was only I I saw some random nugget on social media last night in the conclusion of this game. Only two times in NBA history in a best of seven series in the NBA playoffs that the road team has won the first five games. This one, of course, being the second as the road team now 5-0 and between Dallas and the Clippers. You got to go all the way back to the 95 Western Conference Finals. Who could David, forget? David Robinson and Akeem the Dream Olajuwon, Spurs <laughs> against the Rockets. Spurs won 5-1 in that regular season, and then the Rockets won the series as a six seed. That's, of course, when uh, Michael Jordan was with the Birmingham Barons and playing baseball and took a leave from the <laughs> Chicago Bulls. And the Rockets were the sixth seed that year, ended up winning back-to-back titles with a game, the dream and Clyde Drexler, Mario Ellie and company. So you got to go all the way back for that because that's always been the old adage that it's not a series until the team wins the first road game. And that applies to NBA and also NHL as well. But it's been absolutely a road dominated series. And it is kind of funny if the Clippers lose. Mm-hmm. And I was having a conversation with somebody about this last night because I did play the Clippers in play at, after game one at minus 150 for the series. But that's a bet if I lose. You know, we never want to lose bets, but it's mm-hmm. a reality if you're an everyday sports better. That's a bet I kind of don't mind losing, Danielle. A bet on the Clippers? Yes, yeah. I kind of don't mind losing that series bet because the Clippers kind of get what they deserve here. Because if you look at what they did, They basically put myself, our producer, Matt Neverett, our engineer, Sean McCollum, and two random people out there in the final couple games of the season really trying to tank and get that four seed. And it's like, and I tweeted this last night. I go, you tweeted or, or excuse me, you tanked to face this guy? Yeah. To face Luka Doncic, who yeah. had 42 last Sounded night? Sounded like a good idea at the time. Yeah, uh, uh, the best laid <laughs> plans, I guess, what they say about that. But right now, the Clippers absolutely up against it. And 105 to 100, it was more of a defensive game last night. And you could kind of see what we saw last year with the Clippers. It's not all peace and harmony. And, and lollipops and no, rainbows there in Clipperland. Tyron Lue's got to get these guys together, get the puppies organized, as Bill after he would say because you saw some looks I think when you saw that body language if you were watching this game closely and you saw Rondo giving that look to Kawhi Leonard kind of like what are you doing even though Rondo did not have a very good game in his own right uh, 21 points and oh of six from the floor and just one point on the board so you've got a little bit of tension now Dallas the pressure is on them to go ahead and close this series out so it'll be interesting to see I have not got involved yet. I will wait till tomorrow to determine what I'm going to do with this game. But the Clippers certainly getting more of a fight than they expected. Absolutely. I mean, even this line, you said you bet on this series last night. What number did you get on the Clippers? Well, I bet it after game one. I bet minus 150 on the Clippers. And if I do go ahead and lose that bet, I'm obviously not getting the best of the number because I could have got it after game two. two, But I thought the Clippers were going to rebound, and they certainly did not at the Staples Center going back to game two. But – Just looking at this, 
I mean, you got to think that they're the better. I mean, the now better. on DraftKings, the Mavericks minus 167. So mm-hmm. I've taken a lot of action here. The Clippers at plus 135. Yeah, and, and that, I, I would think that's about right. Mm-hmm. I think you, they'll probably up. still get some Clippers money at plus money and say, okay, if the road trend continues, then we've got the home court advantage, at least in game seven. So there's a little bit of number value, per se, if you want to look at that. But. I'm not going to dip any more money in the Clippers. I'm already on kind of a shaky number. Not the worst number in the world, but not the best number in the world either. So we shall see if road teams go ahead and make it 6-0 and tomorrow night. But the Clippers, there's just, there's just something a little off about them because they were the team that I thought was going to make it out of the Western Conference, and they still might. And I think a lot of punditry and a lot of experts felt that they were the team that was likely to go ahead and make it out because – the the top teams seem to be a little bit beatable with Utah and Phoenix mm-hmm. and that maybe this was the Clippers time they get over that disappointment of last year but so far no good is Dallas going to have an opportunity to shut them down in six games Absolutely. I mean, both teams in Los Angeles really in peril at this point. If you look elsewhere in the Western Conference, I mean, Suns and Lakers tonight, we talked about this a little bit at the top of the show. If you look at these conference uh, or series odds, rather, the Suns are minus 286 to win it. The Lakers plus 220 because, of course, the Suns lead the series three to two right now. That game going on tonight, game six, again, 1040 p.m. Eastern, total sitting around 207. I mean, are the Lakers sunk here or do you think this is the night they get it back? I don't want to say that they're sunk, but uh, it's something that I'm very unsure of here right. because, you know, seeing what happened in game five, they looked like a very despondent group. Now, maybe they can go ahead and rally around the family and you can count on LeBron because he's never been eliminated in the first round before. But now he's kind of up against it here with a very hungry, young, good Phoenix Suns team, but they're a little bit wounded. So we'll see if uh, Chris Paul, LeBron's old buddy, can uh, go ahead and send him packing. But I, I don't know the status of Paul, and that's why I haven't gotten involved in this game because I was a, I would actually lean to the Suns here in the spot if I was going to go ahead and do it because I've just not been a believer of the Lakers, even when they've been healthy. I have not really believed that they were really that good. I don't think that they were better than Utah. I don't think that they're necessarily better than the Clippers. Uh, so, you know, the Lakers obviously got a lot of hype in the season and, and because they were defending champions. So, of course, Lakers out here in Las Vegas are always going to get support no matter what. If if you're looking at what is the hometown NBA team for Las Vegas, it's the Lakers. You go to sports books at 730 Pacific time, usually got a big crowd to watch the purple and gold. But I didn't know what to do with this one. Maybe we'll get involved in some props here but side or total i had no idea where to go absolutely uh the other game going on for the western conference tonight nuggets at trailblazers i know we talked about this you said you don't really love the number here four four and a half to five points in favor of the blazers total sitting around 227 and a half even up to 228 what needs to happen for the blazers tonight for them to be able to cover this spread i mean obviously besides dame lillard doing dame lillard things well, somebody else needs a score for this these guys, and you don't want to have to rely on 55 points for Damian Lillard. So somebody, I think, is really going to have to step up, and I think the ideal candidate, you would think at least, might be C.J. McCollum, who really has not had a very good series. So when is he going to put a stamp on this series? Tonight is kind of like now or never. He's been 44% from the field. 
hasn't scored over 22 points in a game, but if he doesn't show up here, then he's not going to show up. And what I would be looking at, if you look at the series in terms of his average, he's playing large minutes. He's playing 40 minutes a night, and he's averaging about 20 and a half points, six and a half rebounds, about four and a half assists. So when I was talking about props for this game, if I were going to play over, I would look maybe at the combined points, rebounds, and assists for C.J. McCollum because mm-hmm. he's going to need to score tonight. He's shooting 35% respectively from three, but he's not getting to the foul line at all. He's been to the foul line two or fewer times in all but one game in this series. So he's getting his shots up. He's just not making enough of them. So maybe tonight uh, is the night where the uh, <laughs> the uh, basketball gods uh, blow uh, have a little breeze and blow those uh, through the bucket. So... You know, C.J. McCollum, I think, is going to be the guy that has to step up. And then I mentioned Nurkic got to stay out of foul trouble because if he can stay on the floor, he's got a decent matchup, I think, against the MVP, Jokic. So you want to, you want to see if you're a Portland uh, partisan, certainly you want to see him be able to stay on the floor. Well, in terms of live betting as well, because we like to do that sometimes when we can't find the best number pregame, is there any situation in either of these games tonight that might make you look at getting involved in-game, either in the later game or the earlier game? Yeah, I would want to see maybe if I could get Portland as a dog or, or, yeah. or as a very low favorite if the Nuggets uh, go ahead and get a good start here. And then it's kind of like I would like both sides live. You know, Nuggets getting five, I don't know if I really like that, but if they're getting eight and a half, Nine, sure. I mean, and that's the thing. You're always wanting to establish targets, I think, for in-game betting and obviously watch the game flow, see what the injury situation is, see what the foul situation is, and and then evaluate accordingly. So there will be opportunities, I think, to get involved in this one, but probably the only pre-flop bet I'm going to have is the under the total. As for the Eastern Conference, we're going to get to finally see game one of Nets and Bucks tomorrow night. That one's going to be at 730 Eastern. Nets, the favorite to win the series here at minus 200. The Bucks plus 160. When you look at this game, what do you think we're going to see in game one? Yeah, I'm a, I was a little bit surprised, and we did see the number drop now down to 180. I think yesterday when we were on Lombardi line, we were seeing some $2 right. on the Bucks at plus 200. Thought, ah, that's a little high. And then all of a sudden, the screen started moving, mm-hmm. and now we've got 175, 180. I do lean a little bit to the Bucks here. I know the Nets, it I, I kind of think they're gonna win the series, but I'm looking more at number value. Right. And late in the season, the Bucks, granted, both the games were in in Milwaukee. They were able to get two wins back-to-back, and Drew Holiday, I thought, really did a nice job defensively on Kyrie Irving. But now you're starting to get the big three together. They didn't play a lot together in the regular season. You kind of see that combined score, 238.7 points per game, tied for the most between teams to meet in the playoff series over the last 50 years. And then looking at the total tomorrow, of course, that's about right where it is, 239, 239 and a half. So this is a series that probably is going to be difficult to take under. So I think if you like the overs, you want to get it early because that's where the betting action is going to be. And if you like the unders, maybe wait to play it under at the apex after the line has moved or wait for an in-game opportunity. But initial lean here is the Milwaukee Bucks in the series. They have all, they have been the close team. They've been the number one seed last couple of years, haven't made it out of the Eastern Conference Finals. So 
I got to think they got the chip on their shoulder here. I know the Nets are going to get the support with the big three because they can score so much and they Mm -hmm. can mask their faults a little bit defensively. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shooting and scoring is always a great deodorant basketball, so it can (laughs) kind of mask a little bit of the mistakes that the Nets can kind of make defensively. Well, to that point, do you see this game going over with so much offensive firepower on both sides? I mean, total right now on DraftKings, 239.5. I certainly wouldn't be playing the under necessarily pre-flop. I would be waiting to see maybe what I can can get from an in-game standpoint or potentially if you get a high scoring first half look for maybe a second half under well right now on DraftKings the Nets obviously favorite as a four-point favorite for that game tomorrow night uh, we have some NHL playoffs to talk about as well that coming up next on my guys in the desert At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. I'm Danielle Avari here at the VEASAN studio inside the South Point with Wes Reynolds talking all things NHL playoffs right now. Let's talk about the Vegas Golden Knights and the Avalanche last night. Poor Golden Knights, man. They outshot them 41-25, to but still fell 3-2 to in overtime, so the Avs go up 2-0 to in this series. Do the Golden Knights still have a chance here? A very small one. It is fleeting at the, at, as we speak, really, because, and you mentioned it, Danielle, a much better effort. The Golden Knights, I felt in game one, kind of they were in a spot to get beat because they came off that game seven. And you saw it played the opposite way last night, but the scenarios were very different. You had a Golden Knights team that had to fight to go ahead and get back in against Minnesota when they were up three to one, thought they had it won, and then they go ahead and blow it, but then have to win in game seven. So they put so much into that that they had no energy for game one, but they had the energy last night, 41 to 25 shots. As you mentioned, they hit about four or five posts. It seems like they really should have won the game, but what really kills you when you're the golden Knights and you're going against the best team in the NHL per regular season points and wins mm-hmm. that being the avalanche, what help, what happens is, when you take penalties against these guys, they make you pay, even though they were only two for six, but they took that penalty in overtime. It was kind of, I thought, a little bit of a a questionable call, I guess. I think the ones in regulation were right calls, but that slashing penalty late, I thought, was a little bit... You know, they could have let that go, but they did not. And the Avalanche took advantage now up three to two. So you got to think that the Golden Knights at least are going to give an effort here and get a game or two. But this is going to be a a tough nut to crack, I think, for for these guys. And then uh, I mentioned in terms of the game one Mm -hmm. situation where the Knights didn't have any energy. It was a little bit different from the Montreal Canadiens last night because the Montreal Canadiens, I think, were playing with house money. They should have been cleaning out their lockers. They were down 3-1 to the Leafs. Looks like it was going to be over. Leafs uh, just leave the door open a little bit, like Bruno Mars and Anderson Pox say, leave the door open. But they did, and Montreal walked right through it. So Montreal had that energy in game one. Right. That was that old rest versus rest we were talking about with Lou Finicaro yesterday because it was like, you know what? Sometimes a team just has adrenaline. And that's enough to carry you over in game one in the next series. And that's what happened with Montreal last night, five to three. Uh, shaky hit, though, late. That was kind of yeah. the, uh, the uh, story of the game, rather. Uh, it was an empty net goal. If you were watching the end of the game out here while you were waiting for the Golden Knights to come on, uh, Jake Evans, puck goes behind the net. 
he finds it, retrieves it behind the net, and then goes back to the front of it and lays it in for the empty netter to make it 5-3. to three. Mark Scheifele absolutely drilled him and got a misconduct penalty. I haven't heard anything yet on a potential suspension for Scheifele, but I got to think he's at least going to get a couple games for that because it was a stretcher job for Jake Evans last night. But fortunately, he's alert and okay, obviously shaken up from taking that monster hit he took last night. And Wes, do you have a ticket on the Canadians as well? I do for the Stanley Cup. I followed uh, a lot of people that I respect uh, on this that really like these guys in terms of analytics. And they're a little bit more analytics good than they are results good is sure. what we've seen with Montreal so far. But one nothing in the series certainly kept the momentum. So if you want to get involved with Winnipeg for the series, now would be the opportunity to do so because now you're getting plus money. It's 180. And that's probably taxed in the line that Mark Scheifele is going to be suspended Likely, you would think, for the rest of the series, even, I mean, Nassim Kadri basically got a similar suspension for Colorado, even though he's more of a repeat offender in terms of discipline within the National Hockey League. So uh, that might be what I do. I might hedge a little off and take the Jets kind of here at plus 180 in the series. But yeah. I do have the cup future on the Canadiens that I thought was long dead, but still very much alive. Yeah, well, uh, I actually had the under one and a half goals in the first period. And how many were there? Four in the first period. So just touch, just a touch off on that. Uh, so definitely misjudged that one. Lots of goals firing in that first period. Canadians and Jets, as you mentioned, that series line with the Jets at plus 180 and the Canadians minus 225. Also going on tonight, Bruins and Islanders. Uh, the Bruins are the favorite to win the series, even though it's all tied up at 1-1, minus 200 for them. And the Islanders plus 160. Yeah, and we'll get into more detail on this later in the program kind of up against a break here but I do like the under here in the spot at under five actually plus money it's about plus 110 mm -hmm. plus 105 somewhere kind of in between those two numbers you've seen two over so far this series but I do like the under when it's game three and it's one to one I think these teams are going to play a little tighter Barry Trotz obviously these two teams want to play a physical style of hockey so I do like the under here in the spot tonight all right. Well, we have a lot more to get to. Obviously, we have more NHL games that we'll get to later on tonight. And coming up next, we'll talk about the MLB games that are in action and the ones that are going on tonight. So maybe you can find some action back here on My Guys in the Desert. Baseball season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com slash MLB and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Daniel Alvari here with Wes Reynolds talking all things MLB, so that was a perfect read to segue us into some of these games. Red Sox 
Sox and Astros did just wrap up. The Red Sox won 5-1. to one. They avoid the sweep. The Astros trying to sweep a four-game series there, but not successful with the sweep. So good for the Red Sox avoiding that one. Tonight's MLB matchups. I know, Wes, that you are interested in a couple of these. Let's start with Tigers at White Sox, 8-10 p.m. Eastern. We have Casey Mize versus Lance Lynn for the pitching duel. Yeah, and you're not going to get a hotter pay- pitcher, really, throughout May than Lance Lynn. He went 5-0, and 33.1 innings pitch, 164 on the ERA, .939 on the whip. So when your walks and hits per innings pitch under one, that's outstanding. Also mm-hmm. 30 Ks in those five starts. So that's what we kind of see, though, if you followed the career of Lance Lynn a little bit. He's very good mm-hmm. early in the season, but maybe when you get kind of in the middle, late summertime, mm-hmm. then you can kind of fade him a little bit. He is going to be due for regression. His ERA is not going to sit at two really throughout the rest of the season. He's at 137, 398 on the XFIP. So that XFIP's not bad, but it indicates that some regression could be coming. Now, whether it comes in this spot, obviously the market really doesn't think so because you are seeing all White Sox money and all the time now up to about a $2 favorite run line, by the way, on the White Sox. Minus one and a half, about minus a buck oh five, seeing a buck ten too. If you want to take the run and a half on the Tigers, minus one ten, minus one fifteen. I may take a shot here. I don't know. I'm dipping my toe into some deep waters going against Lance Lynn here with how mm-hmm. hot his May was, but I don't know if June is gonna be the same necessarily. So this may be something where I may put a little bit smaller and I usually would and take the underdog here with Detroit. I'm doing that with some trepidation, but I just think eventually you are going to see Lance Lynn come back to earth. But Casey Mize has got to be a little bit better. He's been hit around a little bit. If you recall, he was the number one draft pick in the MLB draft a few years ago. So Tigers are wanting to see something, I think, out of of Casey Mize. But this is an absolutely uh, huge number. And Casey Mize actually has been a little bit better from his early season starts. Uh, ERA has come down a little bit. He actually had a very good May. He was four and one for the Tigers. 174 ERA just gave up six total runs against the Red Sox, the Royals twice, the Mariners and the Yankees. So especially against the Red Sox, not being able to give up those runs and the Yankees, that's a very impressive feat. So Two hot pitchers here. Which one do you go with? I'm going to go ahead and take the big plus money with both these scorching hot pitchers from the month of May. Yeah, well, our uh, producer, Matt Neverett, actually said that he is on this game. And uh, the White Sox, though, uh, with this Lance Lynn pitching thing, am I looking at a no run first inning or a yes run first inning? You know, you, you sometimes with those first run in, or those inning first run bets, yeah. you go a little bit contrarian, I kind of notice. And I don't do a lot of those. I do some. Not as much as you do. I know you love these things. Yeah, like, it's this my is, favorite. It's a this quick is payoff. your jam, Danielle. It's the these. shortest little sweat. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Get it get it in and get it done and collect your money at the window and do <laughs> Matt not Matt said he go. is on the yes run first inning for this game. So I'm assuming that's because of Casey Mize more so than Lance Lynn? Well, I think so. And, and, and look, that's kind of the contrarian play when you've got two really hot pitchers here Mm -hmm. everybody's kind of wanting to maybe look under 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 but oftentimes when you see a game kind of get bet to the under you get that run in the first inning and then when you've got a big total like in Colorado or something like that you don't get a run in the first inning and everybody wants to bet the yes all the time and of course it's priced in the market when it's at like a hitters park like Colorado or like Cincinnati or something like that or if the wind's blowing out at Wrigley something of that nature so oftentimes with these first uh, these yes or no first run inning bets I'm trying to phrase it properly here Mm -hmm. but 
what you get is when it's expected to be an under, you get that run in the first inning, and when it's, when it's you expect an over, you don't get that run. Yeah. Well, another game we can look at as well, the Twins and Royals going on same time tonight, 8, 10 p.m. Eastern. We have J.A. Happ versus Chris Bubik on the mound. This is one I already played the over at nine. You're now seeing some nine and a half. There is some juice into the market. Nine over like minus 120 if you want to go that route and lay the extra 10 cents. But Bubik uh, looking at his numbers, 159 on the ERA, but 468 on the XDIP. That's a big discrepancy. And 217 batting average balls in play. So he He's been lucky, so you got to think he's going to have some regression. J.A. Happ has been up and down. ERA and XFIP are about the same at five and a quarter, so two lefties here on the bump for these two teams. So I do agree with the market move, and I'm on the over here. Later game tonight as well, Cubs and Giants, 9.45 p.m. Eastern. Zach Davies faces Anthony DeScalafani in this pitching matchup. Who do you like tonight between the Cubs and the Giants? Because uh, I lean towards the Giants, right? Well, and the Cubs are hot right now. They've won 12 of the last 13, mm-hmm. but you look at the Giants still at the top of the NL West, which I think surprises a lot of people. They only have a one-game lead over the Padres. So you got DeScalafani against Davies. Now, Davies mm-hmm. is the worst of the pitchers in the Cubs sure. starting rotation here, and you look at the peripherals, really, for this guy have not been very good. 465 ERA, 558 even worse on the XFIP. Cubs bullpen is a little bit better, but that bullpen's probably going to get a little bit of work if Zach Davies kind of continues to pitch how he's really been pitching. Dave Sclafani has come back to earth a little bit on his numbers. Remember, they were really good, and then he got bombed at home by the Dodgers a couple Sundays ago. But I would expect at least that Dave Sclafani is going to go a little bit deeper in this game than Zach Davies has done. Both teams are pretty much right around middle of the road in terms of against right-handers, so there's no real advantage at the plate here. Have not bet this game, but a small lean to the Giants. I just, uh, I, I'm not going to back Zach Davies with, <laughs> with, with this XFIP as bad as it is. What about uh, the other late game, Mariners and Angels going on at 9.38 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Justice Sheffield getting the start for the Mariners versus Griffin Canning for the Angels. Yeah, and I've kind of been waiting for Griffin Canning to emerge, thinking he's going to have some positive regression. He's only 421 on the exit, but he's 526 on the ERA. So Mm. haven't really seen it, and I've gotten burned a time or two betting Griffin Canning. But this has now gone up to nine on the total, and – I would actually lean to the under now at this standpoint. What I often talk about with totals, if you're doing full game totals, the even numbers really aren't very key. So if you missed, if you like the over eight, betting eight and a half, you don't lose as much value as you do if like it was at seven, then all of a sudden it's at seven and a half or it's at nine and then it goes to nine and a half. You lose a lot more value on kind of those odd number totals. So the way I would look here, now that it's gone up to nine, I would be leaning to the under with the Mariners and the Halos. All right. Well, there you go for the baseball action. We have more to talk about and college basketball coming up. What are the implications after Coach K announced that he will be retiring as Duke's head coach? That and more coming up on My Guys in the Desert.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com. And remember to download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. I'm back here with Wes Reynolds inside the VEASAN studio talking all about Coach K's retirement, which we got to announce actually yesterday when we were on Lombardi line. 
And he's kind of announced that he's doing a whole year kind of thing. And people are saying, why are you taking a whole year? Can't he just retire? But I think it's nice because he did promise probably some 18, 17, 17, 18 year old kids that he was going to be their coach. So having this year long retirement tour, how does that kind of affect the futures odds in the college basketball market? And uh, on fall of the money this morning, right here on Visa and Matt humans paid a, a very kind tribute to coach gay saying that with tongue firmly planted in cheek, of course, but (laughs) coach gay is, going to have his victory lap and the uh, okay tell me how great I am tour and that's what he's going to get this year the team is going to be interesting because they are going to be a very young team and I know he talked about the frustration with everything in terms of this season and all the COVID and everything going on but I think the frustration was they weren't winning games right and they weren't winning up to that level and when you kind of play this game like you try to compete with Kentucky and a couple of the other blue bloods in terms of hey we're going to try to get these five-star kids and we're going to try to get these one and dones oftentimes that doesn't work out that takes a special group to bring it together that's why cal has only won one title down there in lexington every once in a while you're going to get that group that's going to be really talented and buy in and be able to uh, run it all the way to the championship but that's still very tough to do but nk has a couple five stars coming in this year namely mm-hmm. paulo bonchero the kid out of oday high school in seattle six nine power forward kind of in the mix to be that number one pick, not for this summer's draft, but next summer's draft in 2022. So he adds some talent to that team. They did not get Patrick Baldwin Jr., who elected to stay home and play for his dad, Pat Baldwin at Wisconsin-Milwaukee in the mm-hmm. Horizon League. And he's likely a one and done anyway. So it's like, okay, let me just play for my father here and see what we can do here at Milwaukee. But, you know, I think Duke you, you, you would think that they're going to bounce back a little bit. I think uh, Jeremy Roach has a year under his belt at point guard. Also, Wendell Moore coming back. Mark Williams could be the breakout guy on this team as a sophomore. Averaged about seven a game, four and a half rebounds. So you would expect Duke to be back. But I don't think that they should be one of the top three or four contenders. And we've, we've got some odds, I know, for the national title on DraftKings. And obviously, mm-hmm. shop around because you're going to get a lot more variance in the market this time of year if you're going to go ahead and get down on some college futures the only one I got down on was Purdue at 25 to 1 you're now seeing DraftKings 13 to 1 because I think everybody's gotten wise to the fact that Purdue's bringing pretty much everybody back and that Mm -hmm. was a team I really liked going forward this season Gonzaga the rightful favorite of course Uh, even though they lose Jalen Suggs Drew Timmy announces he is going to come back Chet Holmgren the number one player the big kid out of Minnesota needs to put on some weight yeah he's a little bit skinny but you (laughs) know slide of build He's kind of a little bit of an Anthony Davis type. If you looked at him, he got a growth spurt. Mm-hmm. He was originally kind of a guard. He's actually a very good ball handler yeah. for, you know, on his uh, beanpole frame, as, as you mentioned. Not something but, you see very often, right? Yeah, yeah. So so he's going to Gonzaga. Also, Hunter Salas, a kid out of Omaha, Nebraska, who was also a unanimous five-star McDonald's All-American the whole nine yards. So Gonzaga, even though they lose a lot, they bring back a lot. Villanova is getting some love because Colin Gillespie be elected to return for another year so look Jay Wright's got the championship pedigree I think they've probably been if you look at the last decade to 15 years I would maybe call them Villanova the best program in college basketball because they've been the most consistent Mm. and they really don't have much of a drop off he's in the big east where he's always the team to beat really Mm -hmm. nobody has kind of stepped up and taken them from their throne I know uh, you're very high on the Bruins. Uh, uh, they're waiting until the w- the withdrawal deadline to see if Johnny Juzang is going to come back. You would think, uh, right? 
that's going to drift upwards a little bit if he elects not to. But good recruiting class for UCLA with Peyton Watson, who's a likely top 10 draft pick. Miles Johnson, a big guy, good defender, good shot blocker, transfers in from Rutgers. A lot of the core of this team is also back. Tiger Campbell, Jamie Yaquez, Chris Smith, Cody mm-hmm. Riley. So UCLA, I think every bit should be a top five to top 10 team going into the season. But we have seen a lot of movement, I think, so far because the college basketball market is even more fluid. It usually kind of sets in the summer, Mm -hmm. but it's been a lot more fluid because of the transfer portal here this year. So you've seen a lot of big names moving on. Obviously, the deadline in terms of declaring for the draft, because now kids without any penalty, they can put their name in and get some feedback from Mm -hmm. the scouts and from the NBA personnel and give them the advice. Whether the players take that advice is going to beg the question, but... That's going to be, I think, uh, uh, very interesting to see which players come back from the deadline. And then also not up there in those top 10 choices, though. I'm sure they're not that far down the board are the defending national champion, the Baylor Bears, who do lose a lot. They lose Butler. They lose Davion Mitchell. They lose Macy Oteague. But they do bring back a couple key players, Adam Flagler, Matthew Mayer, who were close to being double-digit scorers. uh, Tachua, the big guy, six points, five rebounds. He returns. He was a a guy that played heavy in their rotation. They also get James Akinjo, who they're going to need to score. And if you watched Akinjo at Georgetown and then at his next stop at Arizona, very much a ball-dominant guard. So they do kind of need that score to replace Mitchell and Teague in the backcourt. So Baylor's not dropping too far. Michigan is not dropping too far. They got a couple five-star kids coming in. Even though it looks like it's going to be a brand-new team with basically only one starter back, but Michigan should be right up there. Ohio state, Kentucky's made up some ground too. uh, really here in the last couple of weeks, severe Wheeler transferred out of Georgia, basically Tom Crean's entire team left him in Athens. So he's kind of scrambling to fill, fill some scholarships down there <laughs> at UGA. Ty Ty Washington, the point guard out of Arizona committed once uh, they uh, 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 hired uh, that assistant uh, uh, Chapman. That was going to happen, that Washington was going to be, or Chin Coleman, rather, is his name, not Chapman, from Illinois. They brought him and Orlando Antigua back on the staff because Calipari wants to recruit these five-star guys. Right. And they do got one with Ty Ty Washington, probably is going to be the starter as a freshman at point guard. Kellen Grady, also a shooter. Kentucky really struggled to shoot the three last year. So he brings that to them. Oscar Tashibwe, a big guy from West Virginia. So a lot of transfers, a lot of new faces in this Kentucky program, but that's the way of the world in college basketball. And maybe that could be part of the reason Mike Krzyzewski is saying, okay, I'm 75. I'm out of here. I don't want to do this anymore because recruiting is now a 365 day a year job, not only recruiting other players, but your own players Mm -hmm. to make sure that they stay. Or then if they don't stay, then you're having to recruit the transfer portal. You're having to recruit the high schools and the prep schools and all that stuff. So he is going to turn it over to John Shire. We'll see how that works at Duke because North Carolina, it took a little bit while for that to work. If you remember when Dean Smith retired, they went to Bill Guthridge, who was his longtime lieutenant and longtime time assistant you know was kind of okay but Bill Guthridge really wasn't the man to lead that program for and then they went with Matt Doherty and that got sideways and they really didn't get it all together down there in Chapel Hill until Roy Williams came from Kansas 
Well, you mentioned the transfer portal and how much chaos that caused for the coaches. It also caused a lot of chaos for these futures odds, not knowing where players would settle. I know that when I looked at some of the odds uh, at the beginning of fall last year, before the season really started, I saw Gonzaga at 8-1. to one. I wanted to grab that, uh, and I kind of got talked out of it. I was told, oh, those odds will kind of be around the same place, you know, come March Madness. Not the case at all. They were down at least to 4-1 to one by March Madness. Right. Is there a good time, especially given the special circumstances this year, to be looking at these futures? I, I, I think it's it's one of those things where you have to go on a team by team basis because some of these numbers you're going to get a team off to a slow start and you're going to get better numbers but sometimes like Gonzaga last mm-hmm. year who went undefeated in the regular season well, so their conference yeah yeah so so it, with a team like that probably you want to get in while the getting is good. You don't mm-hmm. want to necessarily wait because you're not going to see Gonzaga right now at seven or eight to one, all of a sudden be 15 to one. You'll see a lot more of that variance with the power five schools necessarily where it's a lot more competitive and it's a lot more compact. I mean, we see just on that graphic from right. DraftKings, three of the top 10 teams are from the big 10 conference. So Michigan, Purdue, Ohio state, you're kind of splitting hairs between those two teams. And one may start out hot. One may be a little bit, cooler and you might be able to get better numbers on those teams and then of course there's teams behind them like Wisconsin like maybe Indiana who may be a little bit better or a Maryland or somebody like that so those numbers will fluctuate more than I think a team like a Gonzaga or where you have a team that's a clear favorite in their league like Villanova. When we look at these odds to make the final four, I mean, UCLA is at plus 250, such a short shot, and we don't even know what the bracket is going to look like. We don't know what region teams are going to be in. So handicapping this seems just like impossible. So is this a market you would even look at before the bracket was released? Well, I mean, you can during once we get into the season. At this Mm -hmm. point, I would not be looking at it because, number one, this season is going to be a little bit different because now we're actually going to have spectators at these arenas and you're going to have home court advantage on these college campuses. You're going to actually have these tournaments, these holiday tournaments, which I always enjoy for college basketball in November and December. The Maui Invitational is actually going to be played in Maui at the Lahaina Civic Center, not Nashville, North Carolina. So you're going to see a lot of these Bahamas and a lot of these great fields that they have at Madison Square Garden. When you get these teams that are power fives that match against each other, when you get a UCLA matched up against a Kentucky or Mm -hmm. an Ohio State, where you can to say okay how good are these teams because we saw that with Gonzaga last year when they played the West Virginias and the Iowas and the Illinois and they were able to beat those teams so then you kind of knew okay now they're getting into their conference play where it's going to be pretty smooth sailing some of those teams like St. Mary's and USF who are usually pretty competitive were down a little bit so Gonzaga basically had a cakewalk in the WCC so this is going to be a little bit of a different dynamic this year because now we're going to have actually more of a known schedule because every day for college basketball we were getting games canceled postponed you know you were getting yeah. teams that you know played December 2nd and then didn't get on the floor to like December 27th so you're gonna have a more normal year so that's why I think the market may have at least a little bit less volatility well we didn't get to see Gonzaga versus Baylor early in the season yeah. which would have been it like incredibly helpful for handicapping anything leading up to the actual championship game so hopefully we'll have a lot more fluid of a year We'll have fans back in the stands, and they'll get to see how that makes an impact. Of course, of course, Coach K's last season as well. So Duke probably hoping to send him off the right way. Uh, we have more coming up on My Guys in the Desert. We're going to talk all about another coaching vacancy that has to be filled.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.